Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome in to the OBR Film Breakdown. Your host, Jake Burns. We are kicking off now measly three weeks out from training camp starting. Still sort of waiting on the Browns to provide more details on that training camp. Uh, we will keep you posted as we know them at the OBR. But we are, well, I guess two weeks out now. should say two. Time moves fast. July's going quickly. Um... We are going to start looking position by position at uh, each group. We're going to break down who's on the roster, some key superlatives for each group. We're going to start with quarterback. This will be a shorter version. There's obviously less going on at the quarterback position from a depth perspective. You, You only play one quarterback. We'll talk about the backup, but... Uh, Baker Mayfield has, has been a focal point of a ton of conversation I've driven on this podcast over the last, I don't know, five months now. So I would hope that you have learned everything you can conceivably learn about Baker Mayfield uh, through this offseason, looking ahead at what he has to do in 2021. We're going to have a guest on Corey Kennan a little later to talk about his recent study of accuracy percentage for Baker. We'll close with that, but... Uh, we have we have talked about Baker's performance, his contract, his standing in the league, where people perceive him, and whether you should care about that perception or not. We've gone over it all. If you refer back to the list of podcasts, you can find anything you want. Looking forward to 2021, we have done the same. We've talked about what to expect. Uh, a 30 touchdown season, which he has not eclipsed yet, is in the cards. He can reach 4,000 yards. Everything is there for him. We've talked about it. We're going to spend a little time before we get to our guest talking about Case Keenum. Okay, Case, if you look at it, I would say in the NFL, again, you're, you're ranking sort of backup quarterbacks. Some have proven themselves, some have not. So if you want to put some guys in front of him who are who are set or slated to be backups, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, guys who were drafted early, who will probably take over the starting role. But like full-time backup quarterbacks i think he's in the top tier of those guys i would think you could argue he's at the top tier period they have you know teddy bridgewater set to be the broncos backup jacoby Brissett down in miami i would feel okay with taking case over those guys tyrod taylor in houston you know jordan love is slated to be the backup could be the starter in green bay based on where things are going marcus Mariota should probably be a little higher uh on on some rankings uh, out, of, out of out of las vegas obviously Gardner Minshew will be a backup at the Jaguars. He's in that mix. Mitch Trubisky, Buffalo, Taysom Hill. I, I feel fine with Case Keenum for what you're going to get uh, for the pay. Looking at what Case is slated to make this year, it's on the higher end. Uh, Case's cap number sits at 7.3, which is just below Baker's 10. So he's being paid handsomely. and that Not that he's getting that. His guaranteed salary is four or five. He'll get some prorated bonus money. Um, you know, he'll he'll be able to make up a little bit more. But the cap number seven point three tells you they're they're still paying. They didn't, they didn't moved on from him yet. They're probably not going to move on from him. He is going to be 
a big part of this quarterback room, and I, I think the Browns think that he can be pretty effective in this the structure. I, I think that they view him as a guy who can come in and and keep the offense at least on schedule, and he's comfortable with Stefanski. Stefanski's comfortable with him. I know the offensive structure is a little bit different than when Stefanski coached him because that wasn't Stefanski's scheme when they were in Minnesota together, but a reminder, that was just 2017 when he put up 22 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 3,500 yards. The next year, he puts up 18 touchdowns, 15 picks, but he also still puts up 3,890 yards in Denver. He removed it from, you know, is removed from starting playing time, goes to Washington, only starts eight games, 1,700 yards, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions. Only played really the Pittsburgh game, the late part of that Pittsburgh game last year. So he's his first year last year of not really playing much, truly being a backup at his age 32 season. He completed five of 10 throws for the year 46 yards. So he didn't get much action at all. So the preseason will be good for Case because Case needs to get back in the swing of things. He didn't get any preseason last year. Obviously didn't see much time. He needs to he needs to get that uh to get that feel back. So it'll be important for Case to be ready to go because you never know if something's gonna happen. But again, he's in the upper echelon of quarterbacks that back up in the NFL. I think he brings a, a nice mixture of experience, comfortability with Kevin. I think it all ties into how Baker plays, and I think you should feel comfortable with 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 Case as the backup for at least one more season. Kyle Lauletta, the the kid they brought in from New York is the training camp arm. He's the practice squad quarterback. I don't know if they'll add anybody else. I don't think so. He's a Richmond product, 6'3", 220 and change. He played in one NFL game in 2018 where he was 0 for 5 with an interception. That was the only time he's registered true NFL stats. Obviously played in preseason games, uh, has been a part of uh, fighting for a job in New York as they went through quarterback transitions, but... um, yeah, I, I mean, he's 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 not going to be a guy that's going to make the roster. It's going to be a two-quarterback situation in Cleveland. And uh, Kyle will hang on the practice squad. Could be elevated, but I wouldn't expect much much to change from this group. And like I said, it's not it's not really worth going to name who has the most to prove or any other superlatives of dark horse cut candidate or uh, anything like that because this group is pretty defined. We will have more fun with the rest of the position groups. But I feel like quarterback, we're wasting our time on those things. We know... We know Baker has so much to prove this year. He has the most pressure. He is the guy who has to prove everything. There's no cut candidate. Case Keenum's going to make the roster. They're going to carry these two. Lauletta will be the practice squad guy unless something drastic changes with bringing in a camp arm that impresses them or something like that. But for now, that's the status quo. It's not going to change. They're pretty comfortable with it. So we're not going to waste a ton of time on quarterback. I promise we're going to have a three-part series leading up to this season where I'm going to look at Baker, what's happened, how 2021 went, and what the future can look like for Baker uh, coming up over these few weeks. It'll be some good reading about some of the things we've talked about and then just sort of putting my thoughts on where he's going uh, into, into play. Uh, again, that'll happen before training camp, so keep your eye out for that three-part series. We're going to jump over now to our interview with Corey Kennan where he's going to share some, like, like I said earlier, the accuracy data that he did based on on how Baker performed last year. So kind of kind of close on quarterbacks with this conversation and uh, feel pretty good about it. Obviously, the Browns feel good about Baker going forward, and I think you should too. You should feel pretty good about it, but there's still so much to prove for Baker's next contract, what they feel like he's worth, what Baker feels like he's worth. So these discussions will keep being had until we have some new data to look at. 
when 2021 finally gets here. So let's go over that conversation with Corey right now. All right, welcoming in Corey. Uh, I think there's been so much we've talked about with Baker because as his contract situation starts to hit the, I would say it's starting to hit the ground running. I don't know where it's going, when it'll end, but there's definitely some tires that are churning there. Seems like he's come up more than the usual this offseason, which, you know, we all know how much we talk about Baker. I wanted to get some analytics from your perspective, Corey. I know you go through and chart data. I, I first, before we talk about what you found from his 2020 season, talk about the process you go through, talk about what you're pulling and why what you're pulling to you is so valuable. Yeah, so I go through and I chart every game. Uh, I started doing it with college prospects this past year, and I, I've done it for 2020 and 2021 guys already. Um, I'm sorry, 2021 guys and now looking forward to 2022 guys. Uh, but I've got some downtime, so I've started to do some NFL guys as well, and I started with Baker. Um, but what I've I've come to hopefully establish within myself and, and maybe hope it grows from there is that not all accuracy is created equally. Um, and so I, what I hope to do with, with what I do um, is to reflect that in a final percentage. And that's by weighing you know, the more difficult parts of the field, um, the more crucial parts of the field, giving them a, a little bit higher of a weight than, you know, um, targets over the middle of the field or targets, you know, under 10 yards. So um, I really want to know how accurate these guys are outside the numbers um, from the 10 to 29 yard range and how, how accurate they are in their deep balls um, without discrediting how important the short game is or how important it is to work the middle of the field as well. Um, but really where these guys make their money is how efficient they are driving throws outside the numbers towards the boundary, how, how efficient they are um, being able to open up the field a little bit more. So that's kind of what um, my, I, it's just a weighted formula that I use. Um, that's kind of what I hope to reflect is by weighting these these more crucial levels of the field more um, to reflect how how big of a game changer a quarterback can be. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've been working through that, um, charting guys. And again, you know, in next-gen stats, they chart quarterbacks, but it's it, what next-gen does is just pure pure completion percentage. But not every, every catch is catchable. Um, not every incomplete pass is off target. So what I'm truly looking to do is to measure um, is a pass on target and um, at what level of the fields are those on, are those on target passes coming from. Um, and so that's kind of what I hope to do and why I go through and chart things myself compared to just scraping data from, from somebody else who charts. Yeah, I know that Pro Football Focus is going deeper on this stuff. I think they've put out some baseline stuff that tells us Baker – one of the better deep ball throwers in the league, and they've been saying that. And I, and I, to an extent, agree. I think he's good enough in the deeper portions of the field. You know, they've put out, you know, the CPOE completion percentage over expected. I think they put out a new one, accuracy rate over expected, which he did not. He did not fare very well in 2020 on throws over 20 yards. Yeah. So from 18 to 20. Baker was 23rd in that across qualifying quarterbacks, 33 listed there. And this is from uh, Michigan Football Analytics on Twitter, which is MFB Analytics, which he does some pro football focus yeah. stuff. He's a good follow. He's incredible. He's, yeah, he's so. great. He's great. And then they looked just last year at 20-plus yard throws, and Baker was 29th uh, on, on adjusted 
what did I say the name of that is? I'm trying to understand it. Accuracy rate over expected. So I asked him, I'm like, hey, man, can you like super simplistically explain this to me? So accuracy rate over expected percentage it evaluates play situation and determines whether a pass should be labeled as accurate given the pass depth, receiver separation at catch point, width of the throw, and the down and distance and yard line when the ball hits the receiver in stride, usually on the front shoulder and or hits in between the numbers, the throw is marked as accurate. Accuracy rate over expected means matter. Sorry, it matters because it's the most stable year to year prediction than quarterback's completion percentage over expected or his EPA per pass. I don't know. There's a bunch of fine details inside of that that I would like to understand, like who's quantifying some of these things. Um, and, and, and I would just like a detailed breakdown of, of some of that stuff, but tell, to walk me through some of your data, where you, where you saw an improvement line at and, and whether Browns fans should feel optimistic about this stuff going into 2021, or if some of these things are a sign that Baker could step back, I guess, because these yeah. numbers that Tez shared are, are really, you know, they're not great. Yeah. So what I will say is I think the deep ball that we talk about Baker's deep ball and being among the top of deep ball passers in, in the league. And I think at this point, that's still a little gratuitous. Um, I would say, uh, I also define my deep balls as, as 30 yards or more because the way that I look at it is, is any professional quarterback should be able to put a ball 20 yards on a line. So if you're able to put 20 yards on a line, I don't know if I, I, I don't compute that as a deep ball. Um, so I want to stretch a little bit further than that. So I do go 30 yards. Um, and even even from week eight on when, you know, or week seven on, which is the Cincinnati game on where we we tend to point to as like the turning point of the season for Baker, uh, he still only threw five deep balls over 30 yards the whole season, uh, the rest of the season, the back end. Um, I will say that is that is where that is where um, the accuracy improved um, over the first eight games. He was only one for eight on balls over 30 yards. So a 12 and a half percent on target percentage over 30 yards is abysmal. Um, the last eight, he was three of four. So that's still not a great sample size for me to be like, Oh, he is one of the better deep ball passers in the league. So I think that's still a bit gratuitous at this point. Um, but what I can say is uh, his total, what I call it, his weighted on target percentage was 60.48 for the entire season. Um, but that's weighed down quite a bit by his first eight games calculating out to only 50.3% um, weighted on target percentage. Um, where if we look at the last eight games, we're looking at 76.35%, uh, which is tremendously higher. Um, so I would say that last eight game sample size is is a reason to look forward to, to 2021 and hope, okay, maybe, maybe we do have a bright future and we have a franchise quarterback based off of the ways that uh, he was executing those last eight games. Um, I will say again, with that, that deep ball kind of lack thereof the entire season, I think that has more to do with personnel. And I know we, we've talked about that quite a bit and I don't know if there's really any reason to talk anymore about the, you know, the personnel that might've prohibited him from, from throwing deep, but I do think that will be a change in 2021 as well. Um, and again, I don't want to discredit the short game and how important in, it is to be efficient in the short game and the quick looks. Um, and that's something that Baker thrived at last year. Even even the, the first eight games of the year, he was still hitting on 87% of his passes under 10 yards. Uh, and then that took a jump to 90.3% the last eight games. So um, he's hovering right around 89% on the, on the season there. Um, 
So as long as those that that short game and, and those those uh, quick hitters are are working, um, there's definitely a rhythm. I mean, another reason to feel very positive is it seems like the more Baker Mayfield threw the football, the better the offense operated, which seems backwards for the way that this offense is built, where everybody harps on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, but it just seems, you know, I went through and charted all these games where where he is throwing, you know, 30 times or more a game tends to be the games where the Browns are are putting up points and are, are, are having a more efficient offense. So um, those are some uh, a few thoughts that just kind of pop out in my mind. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's yeah, I've had this discussion with a couple people about even the Browns' most effective early down run running attack, which is one of the I think it was the league's best uh, EPA early down run teams. They still had a higher percentage of EPA, a higher EPA number when Baker threw. That I mean, it's mm-hmm. like even being the most efficient running team on early downs, you're still going to have a higher points added throwing the football. So that's I think what what's interesting to me, Corey, is. This is a lot of the data. I, I, these, I think that Andrew Barry and Stefanski and the people who are sitting in the decision-making room for this this decision with Baker and money and all of it is is pro- they're probably tracking CPOE. They're probably tracking AROE. Some of these numbers that are being used to make substantial, uh, you know, I, I guess the way to put it is. Uh, substantial not decisions but but they're 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 pointing people in directions for some key decisions and i just i haven't seen a ton of these things that are really uh great in baker's favor i would say some i mean you know the data turned halfway through the year so that's a reason for encouragement i think more than anything else the reason i sit here and having talked about this for months now and think that there's going to be a waiting process involved and it's going to be an after 2021 discussion for Baker is they need to see more data. They need yeah. they they liked what they saw the second half of the year. There was some nasty weather in the middle of that season that contributed to some of it. Uh, there's no doubt that the lack of consistency in a scheme, there's no doubt that um you know the lack of preseason and all that stuff plays a part in the early portion of the season. All of it is true. All of it is true. I think that there's no doubt about that. Uh, but there's there's definitely going to be a, this. I said before last year, I thought Baker had an immense amount of pressure to get it going in the right direction, like the most important year of his career. 
And I think now it's even more true. I think he has to put together a really good season to see the money he wants to see. Could he put together a mediocre season and they decide to keep him? Sure, they could do a Jimmy Garoppolo type of deal where they save themselves, protect themselves. But if Baker is betting on himself, which is something he has already mentioned himself, then it's it's a it's a wildly important season for him to to turn some of these underlying data pieces in his favor. He can do it. A lot of those things that factor into it, you know, continuity, health of his skill position players going into this year seem to be going in the right direction. So we'll see. Wildly important. Did I'll close with this question for you, Corey. Anything that you were doing so it's I think it's really good to get a set of fresh eyes on the year so far removed from it. Did you go into it thinking one thing and leave it thinking something else, or were you still like, I have a belief in Baker to figure this thing out and be the guy? Uh, I am, I think more probably on the lines of, along the lines of what you talked about with the front office needing, needing more data. Um, again, what would really give me pause is, I mean, even down the stretch, I'm looking at week 13, I mean, week 13, the Tennessee Titans game, he only had one off target throw the entire game, but 21 of his passes were under 10 yards. Week 14, Baltimore, 28 passes under 10 yards. Week 16, the Jets game, which that's the game where everybody had COVID and was on the COVID list, 33 passes under 10 yards. Um, it's really hard for me to, to look at the data and be like, this is a guy who's a threat at every level of the field right now. Uh, even though we've seen it in spurts, but again, just the, the lack of targets outside the numbers at the intermediate level and the lack of car- targets deep down the field is really <sighs> something that I need to see more before I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm 100% like on board with giving him $45 million a year, um, which, again, we have a guy with Olympic level speed. We have the healthy OBJ. We have Donovan Peoples-Jones in year two. Uh, we hopefully have a, a, a better feature David Njoku next year. So, I mean, those are all players who have verticality in their game. So um, I, I, so I think those numbers will climb and I, I'm interested to compare this data once I start, you know, completing more of it with more quarterbacks um, and filling out the, the sheet and being able to compare Baker to other quarterbacks in the league. But, and I don't know if it's just a shift from college to the NFL, because in college, everybody's throwing deep 12 times a game, 10 times a game. Uh, and it's shocking to see Baker through deep 12 times the entire season. So um, I just need to see higher volume at those crucial levels of the field, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, I wanted to, to refer to – I responded to you. I, I just – I think they have to find in the in the high 20s into the 30s there. I think it's a, a piece that they're probably trying to double – going into this year to to keep themselves out of that i know it's been a it's been kind of popular between some of us that red zone offense and the entire field sort of mm-hmm. thing you know you have a good enough offensive line you should be able to push the football vertically i don't think baker's hesitant to do so i wonder if there's a hesitancy to let him do so that we yeah. saw last year some of that could be in play uh, we'll see it I, I i continue to lean that i would be pretty surprised by a deal before the season I, I just think that there's so much data if he had played for kevin for three years i think that there's something here but they don't have that they have one year of data on baker and kevin and and they 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 put themselves behind the eight ball a little bit so they're gonna have to make an accelerated decision they finally got things right around their quarterback a little too late but again can you can you make a deal for baker that is not 
break the bank money uh, you know because <laughs> the decision you're making is we want to pay him even 28 million a year which is not not great quarterback money. it's not top 10 i don't think i think it's like oh. where Derek carr sits and Derek carr's set for a new deal at some point or wherever he goes but can they find a deal that's like okay we don't think baker's pat we don't think baker's deshaun we don't think baker's dak necessarily but is there a number here that is good for baker good money and also allows us to lower the percentage of what the quarterback hit would be to allow us to uh, supplement the, the roster with more time. Because that's that decision's coming. Baker's making un, under ten percent of the cap, and it's going to jump to like thirty percent of the cap when right. his new deal kicks. So, all huge decisions that can't be made on a whim. So many data points. So I wanted to bring Corey on to do a little bit more data discussion. I appreciate your time, Corey. Absolutely, anytime, Jake. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for joining us. Appreciation to Corey Kennan for jumping on and sharing his data. I linked his tweet in the bio of this podcast so you can go directly to some of the numbers that he referenced. A reminder, we are on Twitch for the coming season. The OBR is pretty pumped about this. We are going to make a big change. All of our live content, which is a ton of live content, will be on Twitch. So make sure you are also checking out the link in this podcast that will jump you directly to that twitch and you can follow along make sure you're following so when we go live you can watch it and we can uh we can all thrive on twitch together because i think it's a great live platform still things will be put up on youtube they'll be a day later so make sure if you want to see the live content again which will be almost every day of the week this football season please 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 make sure you go follow twitch shout out to Corey kennan again thank you guys for joining us Again, if you want to have Baker discussions, there's going to be some more articles I'm going to be writing. Our good friend John Colosimo, popular man on this podcast, wrote a fun piece that I retweeted last week, too, where he looked at uh, quarterback traits and how he thinks those things sort of delve into where Baker can go and whether you have to have quarterback with elite physical traits to win Super Bowls. Pretty fun read. So check that out. And again, thanks for joining us. And until next time, when we talk running backs tomorrow, where we'll have more fun with this be able to look at it from more angles. I think it'll be good. Uh, Check it out tomorrow. And uh, as usual, go Browns.